morning. Give us today our daily bread. When Jesus taught the disciples the Lord's Prayer, I believe he would have been very intentional, both in the words that he used and also the order that he put them in. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. As Burton shared a couple of weeks ago, we're called into relationship with God, where he desires to parent us. That's the word, our Father. And it's our Father, not my Father, because it's a reminder that we're one family and we're in this faith walk together. And last week, our guest speaker, Stephen, spoke about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Reminding us that God has plans and he has purposes to release his goodness on earth. And it's on this backdrop of knowing our identity of God being our Father and for his will to be done on earth that we're told to make a very simple request. Give us today our daily bread. So why bread? Well, as Philip has already brought up and I've Googled and found on Wikipedia, Bread is found in every single culture in the world and has been for hundreds and thousands of years. It's something that we can all relate to. Give us today our daily bread. Burton and I went to Corfu for our honeymoon and we had a lovely little apartment that was just around the corner from a bakery. So every morning we would wake up to this amazing smell of freshly baking bread and rolls. It was absolutely beautiful. And even now, if I walk past a bakery and I catch a whiff of that bread-baking smell, I immediately go back to Cassiope and the happy time there. And bread's like that, isn't it? The smell of bread evokes feelings of warmth and of comfort and of home. It's all reminders of our basic needs being met. But more importantly, for the disciples and all the Jewish people listening, Give us today our daily bread would have resonated with another story that they'd all grown up with. It was a story of God leading the people out of Egypt and toward the promised land. When God led them into the wilderness, in Exodus chapter 16, it says that for 40 years, four zero years, every morning God would provide bread for his people. If you know the story well, you'll know that uh, they were told just to collect it for one day, but actually some of them couldn't quite do it, just in case it didn't appear the next morning. And they woke up to their bread having gone rotten. And also there's a story, then it goes on and says, on the day before Sabbath, collect two lots, and they discovered that it didn't go rotten. Amazing miracles. To see that happen week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out, for 40 years. I will give you each day your daily bread. So Jesus was setting a pattern for his followers in this prayer and for us today. It's an invitation to trust him, to trust his faithfulness, to trust in his provision. And this was intended to be a daily thing, a part of the daily rhythm of our lives, as natural to us as eating bread. Straight after the Lord's Prayer... Jesus goes into the verses that Emmanuel read to us this morning. Don't worry. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about tomorrow, 
Today's got enough to worry about in itself. A friend posted the following article on a Facebook page uh, this week, which I thought was very relevant. And it says this, A psychologist walked around a room holding a glass of water. She was teaching stress management to her audience. Everybody expected her to say the question, Is this glass half full or half empty? Instead, she inquired, How heavy is this glass of water? Answers called out range from 8 ounces to 20 ounces, grams if you're into metrics. She replied, The absolute weight doesn't matter. It depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute, it's not a problem. If I hold it for an hour, my arm will begin to ache. If I hold it for a whole day, my arm will feel numb and paralysed. In each case, the weight of the glass doesn't change. But the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes. And she continued, The stresses and worries in life are like that glass of water. Think about them for a short while, nothing happens. Think about them and worry a bit longer, and they begin to hurt. And if you think about them all day long, you will feel paralysed, incapable of doing anything. We are given an opportunity as Christians to walk a different walk to those around us, to not be caught up in anxiety, but to allow God to give us our daily bread, to parent us, to provide for us. So how do we get our minds off our worries? Well, Jesus said it in those verses. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Just like the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done, God's calling us to walk out our faith on a daily basis, but to do it alongside him to be vessels that he can use to see his will being done on earth. Seeking God's kingdom can simply be responding to a nudge, reaching out to someone, sharing a meal with another person or a family, popping in to see a neighbour that we know is lonely, supporting a local food bank or volunteering at one, using what God has placed right in front of us. Many, many times God calls us to be the answer. When we take time to seek his kingdom, we will see his will being done on earth. And I love the story that Stephen told last week of the Chinese mute man in a province of China. And during the monsoon season, he would carry people across the street on their way to work so that they didn't need to get their clothes or their shoes wet. He wouldn't take payment, but instead he gave them a gospel tract and he pointed to heaven and he pointed to himself. And Stephen went on to share that when that man died at his funeral, they discovered that he had led more people to Christ than all the pastors together in that province. That's amazing, but such a simple act that brought God's kingdom onto earth. And I love that story because of its simplicity. We have the generous WhatsApp, Martyr's WhatsApp here, that's set up and it allows people 
the opportunity to respond to needs around them. Sometimes you can be the answer. Sometimes you can't. And that's a very practical way of seeing us to be part of God providing daily bread to others. So if you're interested in joining that group, we're looking for more people. So see Bert and Philippa, Lorraine or Robin and put your name down on it. We're taught by Jesus not to worry but to seek his kingdom and let him sort out the provision of the things that we need, not just physically but also emotionally and spiritually, to not worry, to experience him, Jesus, as the bread of life. We eat bread every day and God wants to provide for us every day. Give us today our daily bread as an invitation to rest. To rest in the strong parenting arms of God and know that we're safe in those arms. The more often we do this, the more often we experience his provision. The sense of him taking that cup of water off us, out of our hands and into his. As a number of you will have heard before by either Burton or I sharing that we were in YWAM for 25 years, we didn't have a regular salary and we had to raise our own support. We had enough support to cover the very basics, so the food, the gas and electricity bills and our rent, but nothing extra. And it was a journey of trusting God every day. And although it was difficult, I'm not going to say it was easy or pretend it was, sometimes we did worry and get a bit stressed. But it was an opportunity and experience to discover that God was trustworthy. And it was a a very rich experience in experiencing God's provision in some very simple and sometimes amazing ways. And I think I've told this story before, but it's a good one, so I'm going to tell it again. Our eldest daughter, Joanna, was having her eighth birthday, and she probably must have caught Burton and I talking in the bedroom in the morning about her party. I'd been trying to work out the finances, and myself and I and a friend were taking eight children swimming and then on to McDonald's for a happy meal lunch. We had just enough money to cover the swimming, the eight happy meals, two cups of tea or coffee. That was it. That was what was in the purse. And I think Joanna must have overheard because she came up to me in the morning and she said, Mummy, can we afford my birthday party? As eight years old, it's so sad to hear as a parent. And I replied, of course we can afford your birthday party. Father God loves birthdays. Reassured, she went off to get ready and I winged up a prayer of give me today my daily bread to God. When the swimming was over, we went off to McDonald's as planned and I took all the orders from the kids and went to the counter and so I ordered eight Happy Meals and two cups of tea. The guy serving me said, and what about the mums, what are they going to eat? And I said, it's fine, we'll just have cups of tea, thanks. And he said, no, what are the mums going to have to eat? And I was like, Honestly, thinking, I don't have the money. It's fine, we'll just have cups of tea. So he turned his back, got the eight uh, Happy Meals ready, put them on the tray. I was waiting for my two cups of tea. He turned around, he got these two mega-sized paper bags from McDonald's and then just proceeded to fill those bags. He put in chips and chips and more chips and quarter burgers and fish burgers, you name it. He put it into those two bags and he turned around handed me the two bags and said, 
I love to look after my mums. And it was like I had this incredible feeling of God looking down and saying, yes, I do love birthday parties, Sue, and yes, I do provide. We had so much food. The kids who wanted seconds had seconds. Jackie and I ate lunch, and even Burton got some of the leftovers. (laughs) Give us today our daily bread. It's an invitation for us to experience God's faithfulness day after day after day. Burton and I can tell you stories about God giving us food, paying our rent, paying for holidays, buying things. It's just We just have this rich thing because we've had to trust God to provide for us daily. And some of you here are in the same boat. God is faithful. Sometimes he uses the rest of us to provide for those around us. Sometimes he does it in different ways. But he is always faithful. Give us today our daily bread. What needs do you need God to meet this morning? What needs do you have that you need God to meet? He's a good father. He won't give you a stone instead of bread. What worries do you need to give to God this morning? He doesn't want you holding that glass all day long. As we move into communion in a little while, and as you hold the bread in your hand, ask God to provide what you need this morning. He's a good father, and he loves to meet your needs. And if the weight of the glass is very heavy, particularly this morning, then take the opportunity to go over and to pray with someone on the prayer team. Give us today our daily bread. God is faithful. He is always faithful. God is never not faithful. Amen.